Welcome to the It's All Fine and Danji podcast, where hosts Dan and Angie talk with creatives, small business owners, charities, and all kinds of interesting people. It's all real talk. It's all fine and dangy. Keeping, keeping it hot all the way to the table. Yeah, no reheating. Yeah. You got, that's where you almost have to have it undercooked when you take it off. Well, their, their plates are cooked. That's what yeah. keeps it cooking yeah. for them. Yeah, they put it right in the oven. Well, anyway, guys, welcome to the show. We're going to get right into it. We've been chit-chatting a little bit here beforehand, figuring out some uh, some some uh, technology stuff going on. Okay, just say it. <laughs> It's just a disaster. It's always something, you know, with technology. But we are privileged to have Kyle Becker here, Commissioner-Elect in studio today. And we're going to talk about some interesting stuff, things I'm really interested in. And I think a lot of our listeners will be, too, because we have a lot of small businesses, business owners that listen. And so we're going to be kind of chatting about the economic development of the Apopka area, as well as business growth. Um, from his perspective, from yeah. a city perspective. Sure. Because, you know, we always look at it from, you know, we're just like, oh, why are they putting that? Why do we need another one of those? We don't need that there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we want something different. So this is going to be cool to kind of dive into this and um, just get your point of view on this, Kyle. Yeah, so welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. And you said this is your first podcast. We feel so special when people <laughs> say it's their first podcast. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah it's first podcast. I have done radio. I've done mm-hmm. some television. But first podcast, and so I'm, I'm well, excited. This is a whole other level. This uh, is oh, way yeah. beyond True radio and way. television. Just. I mean, the bar is set <laughs> very high here. You're on a community podcast now. You're going to have to hide when you're in public. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to kind of get into, like, when it does come to the growth of Apopka, and your position mm-hmm. on um, city council is what we call it, right? Yes. Like, yeah, I'm getting all of yeah. that right. Um, what is your role as far as it comes to helping build um, or help to grow the community? Let me yeah, get my and, words out here. And, and I think my role, well, first and foremost, I mean, our, our city council, the Apopka City Council, it's made up of five uh, elected officials, our mayor and then four city commissioners. Mm-hmm. Um, and the city commissioners are at large, meaning... We don't represent a certain district or a part of the city. We are at large. We serve all of the residents of Apopka. Um, and you said the word correctly. Apopka is growing. I mean, the growth in Apopka has been um, one of the fastest growing areas in the central Florida area. And it's the the population has actually doubled since 2000. Um, so That's we, what I think I wow. read that somewhere. It's like doubled in growth since, yeah, I yeah. think 2000 is what I read. Because wow. geographically, it's huge. So geographically, we were the second largest in Orange County behind the city of Orlando. So yeah. we're 35 square miles. People don't realize how big a pumpkin is. It's like 36,000 acres or something. It, like, think well, about it like that, well, right? I, we, so I, I grew up in Altamont. Altamont is yeah. nine square miles. They're giving yeah. you some size, perspective, To give right? you some perspective. And, yeah. you, and when you think about Altamont, you think it's fairly big, right? Yeah. But it's nine square miles. Right. Apopka's 35 square miles. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's very large. And a lot of that, that land is still green space right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so we attract the attention of a lot of developers right now. We have for the last 15 years, um, especially around single family homes. Yes. Um, it's been a very res- large residential boom. Um, and so as you have more residents come in, then businesses start to say, okay, there's an area of demand. Yeah. Um, sure. and depending on what that demand is, you know, you can attract certain types of businesses to come come to the city. But first and foremost, you know, my job as a commissioner is really to represent the needs of our of our residents first and foremost. So yeah. that's your most basic thing. So you, 
you know, public safety, public works, sanitation, making sure everything's clean and healthy for a resident. Mm -hmm. And then above that, it's making sure that there's opportunities for our residents to frequent or patronize the businesses that come here and want to thrive. Yeah. So, so we talk about like um, a lot of that green space and developers coming in and putting in these single family homes. So we're getting more families or getting, you know, just more people in the area. What type of businesses are attracted to areas like that? Yeah. And so, and to take a step back, what really drives what a business can do when they come to the city of Apopka, we've got our guiding documents that guide city council. Mm-hmm. The The highest ranking um, document would be your comprehensive plan that basically tells people where they can do certain things. Hey, I'm a developer. I can build residential in this area. Or if I'm a new commercial uh, business, I can build commercial in these areas. So those have your future That's land like use maps. Type yeah, your things, right? land okay. use and zoning uh, areas. Then what we have is our land development code. So once, say, a brick and mortar type of business wants to open up, what does it need to look like? Because the aesthetics in Popka might be completely mm-hmm. different than the requirements in, say, city of Orlando. And so those two things really guide what, um, where they can do things and what it needs to look like. Um, and then it's really up to us to sell the vision of what we're trying to do in the city of Apopka. Because, yeah. you know, when when you think about why, especially employment centers or large companies go into a certain area, you know, a lot of times people think that, oh, it's, you know, they can contemplate a tax rate or something like that first. But it's really not about that. It's really what quality of life things are there. Um, my employees would be able to do as they're living and in, in, interacting in, in Apopka. Okay. Um, what does my talent base look like? Is there a lot of talent to be able to staff my business if I were to go there? And then you, they obviously want to go to a place that's going to have a lot of people to make their business thrive. Yeah. And that's going to be a lot of times we talk rooftops. So the amount of households a city might have, uh, people, daily vehicle counts on major roadways and things like that all go into how people assess markets that they want to go into. Oh, wow. See, and and you don't think about this, like, that all that work goes into it. Yeah. Know? So in the, the firm I was telling you I work for in my day job, we do transportation is one of the engineering. So we're talking about counting cars. We do that. We do traffic patterns. We mm-hmm. do t- to help sort of predict development. But I'm curious, kind of along the lines of what Angie asked, but are there certain types of businesses specifically You know, I know development of houses is one thing, but it's almost reciprocal, right? Once there's houses, then there's residents, then the big companies come and say, or maybe not big, but the companies come because there's a good workforce there. Then more people come because they want to work for that company. Is there a certain trend in the types of companies or the types of businesses? Yeah, I mean, there is. um, But in terms of what people are wanting in the city of Apopka, I think you hear the the same things. A lot of repetitive nature around sit-down restaurants and things like that. Mm. Um, In terms of uh, large employment centers within the city of Apopka, we've got, um, and now they're, they just went through a name change. It used to be CenturyLink over there. Oh, yes. um, It's uh, by Hobby Lobby. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, They they had a large employment. The city of Apopka has a large employment base. Um, But... You know, what what we're really trying to drive is a lot of the live, work and play kind of sure. kind of businesses that that are here. So the stuff we want to see as residents, yeah, right? Because yeah. when you think about it, we the city of Apopka has historically been what they label a bedroom community. Yeah. Um, for Orlando, mm-hmm. meaning people have their houses here. They commute into Orlando in the morning. They come back in the evening. They're getting out of all the hustle and bustle. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But if you think about that, when they come home from work, they don't really want to go back out. 
Yeah. They want to have some options close to home. Sure. Uh, it is, and it's even more prevalent now with the, the cost of gasoline. Um, uh-huh. Some of the road construction that you've seen on some of these roadways that cause even more congestion. So sure. once you get back into the city that you live in, it's nice to have all of those kind of creature comforts all, all in. At yeah, home. more like so. in the more having like shopping and restaurants in the burbs versus yeah. having to go into a city city. That yeah. so I have been in Apopka for almost fifty one years. I was born in the Apopka Hospital. I have seen the the changes from yeah. you know woods we used to play in as kids that you know. As a kid living out by Rock Springs, we had that challenge where growing up, being a teenager, I used to make the joke that you had to pack lunch to go buy lunch because there was no <laughs> where anywhere near you. We had to go to a grocery store that was, you know, 20 solid minutes away at least, which doesn't sound like much, but, you know, for most people it's five. And now it is five because they've built the Publix out there. Yeah, they've, they've, and it's so funny because my aunt uh, moved Publix to a Popka. Yeah. <laughs> my aunt moved to a Popka. She lived in Pinesville, Kaiva. Uh, this was probably back in the 90s. Yep. And that's when the first Publix was built right there at Welch and yes. Rock Springs. And I, thought to my, and I thought to myself, what on earth is a Publix out here in the middle of nowhere? Because at the time, yeah. there wasn't much around right. there. They had the foresight, uh, yeah. though. Well, the same the thing, growth, yeah, right? the Publix up at Kelly Park, same yeah. thing. Yep. They know from a planning perspective what's in our backlog, what's coming down. Mm. And so they've got in front of it. They've built their location. It's they're brilliant. already starting to get a lot of traffic from yeah. the existing, but mm-hmm. there's a whole lot coming there. Um, yeah, because there's neighborhoods going on either side of them, right? Yeah. Like, and I remember thinking at the time, please let some restaurants come in. And they didn't at the time, but they have since then yeah. over there. And to go back to your other question, it, really what businesses are coming here and really kind of have to highlight the businesses that were prevalent before that too, sure. right? Because, you know, a popka you know, has the moniker, the indoor foliage capital of the world. It was Fox's huge. nursery was my parents. Huge yeah. agricultural roots, yeah. right? But what happened is that, you know, like any other business, M&A occurred. There was some mergers. There was some acquisitions. There was ones that just frankly went out of business. So you've seen some kind of a, a trite or, you know, you've seen some attrition in that space. Sure. But what that's now bringing in is some of this green spaces and turning into our industrial area. So if you look at the western side of our border. That was one of my questions. Yeah. Over by the 429 where mm-hmm. you see Goya, Coca-Cola, Amazon. Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. Universal's doing a large laundry facility on that property. And then as you're going out west to the airport, You've got a whole bunch of industrial space because if you think about it, you've got that major roadway, the Apopka or the Wakava Parkway, that's now connecting major highway systems. So I four, four seventeen, etc. So easy, yeah, yeah. easy travel for those larger uh, companies. I'm curious how because that was one of my questions. Like all that kind of um, industrial area, because like you said, it's it's commercial property, right? So a commercial. Uh, business has to come in. Yeah. In, f- in fact, that piece of property next, just west of the airport, they did a study under Mayor Land back in the early 2000s to to study that area to say, what truly are we desiring to go into this location? And back then it was light industrial or industrial. Um, a few years ago, um, while I was still on council, uh, there was the developer that owns that piece of property was considering doing a residential development, a residential mixed use development. And this is one of those scenarios where, you know, this impacts, this starts to impact people changing a zoning classification from industrial to residential. Naturally, the owners that have, you know, hangars and condos out there at Mm -hmm. the at the airport were concerned because, you know, the airport's been there for many years. However, if new residents come in, 
what's to say that they're not going to start registering noise complaints and have to impact operations from that airport? Yeah, and so, does it also change airspace laws around them? Yeah, and so you have to consider those things. And, yeah. you know, thankfully it didn't get to the point where we had actually had to have any public hearing on it. The developer decided, you know what, it's better used for industrial, uh, for their industrial play. So okay. uh, that's what it's remained and that's what's currently being developed out there okay. right now. So I, I have a question. Um, so when you are trying to get businesses to come into your area or is as the city are you reaching out to businesses that you feel like would be a good fit or are people I'm sure there's people that come and find you too because they see the growth in the area but from that perspective of this is kind of what we want in our city are you reaching out to the companies that you feel like would be a good fit yeah and let me say it this way, because I, before the show started, I, I didn't want to get into political speak, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, okay. And so I'll, 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 I'm going to take this as plain vanilla okay. answers as I can, but still get the point across, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's always best, as with anything, to be very proactive about what you want, because when you are proactive and play offense, you're going to more than likely get what you desire yeah. versus sure. playing a little bit of defense. You just kind of wait to come mm-hmm. what comes. And those are the times where you, you get what you get. Yeah, true. Um, so I'll talk a little bit theoretically. Um, so our, our city currently has um, a community development uh, department. So if someone's coming into our city, like we were talking about before, wants to examine our comprehensive plan, our land development code, make an application to do permit or large scale projects, they would interface with our community development department and have that dialogue. Um, but in terms of outbound marketing, where you have really economic development focused positions, we don't have that by name in the city of Apopka. Okay. Um, other cities do. Um, yeah. If you look at Winter Garden, they've got an economic development program, uh, Mount Dora, yeah. Sanford. Yeah. Um, so all We're of these super familiar with those yeah. cities. Yeah. yeah. And so especially all, the first team. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of these locations that have them, it's there's proven success there, mm-hmm. um, and you yeah. see what that investment can then stand to return. A statistic I was looking just because I like to geek out on some of these mm-hmm. th- these data numbers. But when you look at you know retail sales per capita within the city of Apopka, it's one of the lowest. When I do my compares, I always like to compare against Winter Garden and Coe because those are our kind of nearest neighbors in Northwest yeah. Orange County. Um, Altamont Springs, Sanford, and I just threw Winter Park in there for the sake of comparing yeah. their city. But you know we're by far the lowest. You look at some place like City of Altamont, it's like forty two thousand per capita. You look at Save a Popka, wow. it's fifteen thousand. Like it's is, it, it's is that something that you guys are striving to change? I mean, well, and what I'm saying is that when we all talk about those things about shopping and dining, right, and we all do those two things go directly into that number because yep. it's retail and food sales okay. that go into that retail sales number, right? And I don't want to put you on the spot. I really don't. But, go for it. But but I, <laughs> because I don't know, I, I don't know that you you know this is in planning or in your power or whatever, but. As an Apopkin, all these years, we have wished for more dining, wished for mm-hmm. more, uh, you know, little shops of, you know, there's been, there's been sort of an uptick now in like cool little coffee shops in town. Mm-hmm. There's a brewery in town now, and we love that. It's becoming like a trendy little space. And some of these areas that, for as long as I can remember, were kind of just sitting there stagnant. So yeah. mm-hmm. I just wonder if there's more drive to do that because- even in those places that we've seen, they're very busy now. Like we yeah. go almost every weekend and they're very busy. They're booming. Well, I mean, 
there's another great cause and effect story, right? Because yeah. in the city of Apopka, I mean, heck, even up, I think maybe four or five years ago, Apopka still had blue laws around alcohol sales. I totally I mean, remember. You couldn't buy it on Sunday. Drive out of town and drive right back in. <laughs> yeah, you could go 100 feet down the road into Orange County and get it, but you couldn't yeah. in Apopka. So yeah. as part of this, we... ABC we, on 441. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we changed the alcohol, alcohol ordinance um, about four or five years ago. Yes. Because really, when you read read it to a T, downtown, you wouldn't have be able to have an establishment that serves an alcoholic beverage within, I think it, at the time it was like 250 feet of a government-owned facility, school, or a church. Oh, so so if re- you think about downtown Apopka, you're running into that every, every so corner. So it restricts yeah. your economic growth all in all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, and that was a contentious vote. That was a three-two to vote. I'm sure it was. Yes. Um, I've been here for a long time. <laughs> and so, what that allowed that, that paved the way for, let's say, Three Odd Guys Brewing. Mm-hmm. Yes, Three Odd Guys Brewing is there. They're thriving, doing a fantastic job. Propagate Social House. That's the two I was talking about. That yeah. exact strip. That yeah. coffee shop. But what's unique about those places is that they're doing unique things. Yes. yes. And so that's why it's always important to try to attract people that have their own unique stamp about their business model, how they go to market. Yeah. Because I, I remember saying to myself, and I probably said it out loud to many people and, and since then, but you know, when I talk, when you hear about propagate, okay, they, they're a coffee shop. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, they also do like brunch and, and wine and stuff. Okay, great. Wine, uh-huh. coffee. And then they sell plants. Yeah. Uh, How apopka is that? Right. Like that's perfect. the most apopka I mean, thing yeah. that you can it think of. It really is. I mean, that is just a brilliant, yeah. just a brilliant move on their part. Yeah. I mean, foliage. Did I say it right? Fo- uh, foliage. Fo- foliage. I think it's foliage. Fo- fo- that's that's like the five I, I different ways foil. you can say New Orleans. She New says, Orleans. Says, and New Orleans. I say foliage. She says foliage. And I say foliage, which yeah. is also wrong. Um <laughs> But yeah, we've had them on the show and they told us all about the, how they started mm-hmm. up and it's just, we, we, I think that may be how we found out about them, but had we been before that? I don't, th- I don't remember. I don't remember. I think we heard it just through one of our, you know, just somebody posted it and yeah. I'm like, what is this new place? Like you, there's always some place in your backyard, you know what I mean? Yeah. That you discover because somebody does a, a nice little social media post about it and you're like, okay, we're going yeah. there. We're going and, there. And, that, and that's the thing, right? Is, uh, you know, uh, w- We've got to be very purposeful in how we uh, advertise our, our yeah. businesses too. Yeah. Because yeah. again, we, you know, serving uh, in government, you hear that a lot. It's like, well, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And, that, and that's the struggle, not just in government, it's businesses in general trying to market to a particular client base. Okay. How do you prefer to get information? Is it through email? Is it, you know, website? Is it social media? I mean, what is that magic bullet in terms of communicating with the people that you intend to? And well, it's got to be a challenge. Every demographic's different, right? Oh, like yeah, of if course. you advertise to my mom on social media, she's not going to see it, right? So yeah. you have to slice up your advertising. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so word would, of mouth a lot in a pop kit. Yeah. yeah. But I was, um, I was thinking too, how I was just telling you before, I don't know how anything works. Like when it comes to how does the city, you know, get business? I don't, I don't know any of this. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't, you might have a vague idea of how it works, but how do like we, it, as just citizens, a popkins, a popkins, I say a popkins. I don't know. <laughs> If you want more of this kind of business or that kind of business, do you send an email? Like, what do you do to like kind of say, hey, here's kind of what we would love to see as um, citizens in this community? 
That's a great question. Like, how like do you get how, feedback? How do you get feedback? Yeah, I mean, and that. there's there's probably a few different channels that you can go to as a, as a resident. Obviously, there's natural things within any given city as it relates strictly to business. First mm-hmm. and foremost, you have a government. Now, if we had a full-blown economic development program, that might be the right avenue, right channel. We also have, like many different areas, have a chamber of commerce um, mm-hmm. that oh, is yeah. a resource for business that are, that are here within the city of Apopka. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if there's a specific brand that you want that to come to our city, it's always good to interact with them. Um, I won't name names just because, but a large, put it this way, a large commercial retail restaurant chain that everybody, you know, is the first to mention when they want to come here. Mm-hmm. You know, I went on a letter writing spree to them, you know, to try and get audience with them. And finally I sent certified mail to their whole C-suite, you know, their ex- <laughs> entire executive team. Is this that, recently? I'm just trying to. This was probably this was probably f- four years ago now. Okay. Um, so their head of real estate finally uh, called me back and said, "Hey, w- give me your elevator pitch." I had just picked up one of my daughters from school. I'm literally in my <laughs> truck driving back to my oh, house, I love it. and she's like, "You know, tell me why I should be out there. Tell me why I should come to Popka." And so I, I did my little twenty second spiel. Um, and this was right you around the time. You always have that right in your pocket, don't yeah, you? It, it, it was right around the time <laughs> that we had approved plans for the second ho- new hotel in Apopka b- behind the Hilton Garden Inn, the first, being the first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, restaurant chains see hotels as a very valuable asset because it's demand, yeah. and especially mm-hmm. with a demand a brand that they're familiar with. Right. Um, so they ended up coming with their, their ground lease uh, person. I did a, a presentation to them at City Hall and going back to why they would select a city like ours. It's mm-hmm. They have two major statistics that they look at is the trade population. What's the population and the zip codes that are in that immediate area and then daily vehicle count. Um, okay. And so within the city of Apopka currently, that limits you, right? If sure. Daily vehicle count because... Areas like Kelly Park Crossing or down by the hospital, they don't really have the vehicle count yet to support some of that stuff. You know, your main corridors around 436 and 441 are going to be your kind of limited spots. But, yeah. you know, they they need that. And it's not, it can't be a one and done thing yeah. because that may not have been the right decision maker for that particular brand. And so if the more that you say, okay, here's what's coming, here's what's coming, yeah. and then really, really paint the valuable assets that we have in Apopka because Apopka is known for its natural beauty as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got the Lake Apopka Wildlife Drive that's very successful. Yeah. You've got the Kelly Park, um, uh, the Springs, Rock Springs at Kelly Park. Um, so we've got a lot of natural environments. Camp Weewa that was just acquired by the city uh, yeah. last oh, year. Oh, yes. I, that was so excited for that. That's a 70-acre yeah. piece of preservation right there. Yeah. So, you know, you got to build the reasons why people want to come to the city of Apopka. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. When I first ran for office um, six years ago, I was sitting in a in the waiting room at the Orlando Regional Realtors Association. And they've got their little books highlighting Orlando. And within the book, you flip the pages and then they highlight all the different sub-cities around Orlando. So highlighting Winter Park and Park Avenue, highlighting mm-hmm. Winter Garden and Plant Street and all that sort of stuff. Apopka wasn't in there. And I it know. Pained, and it pained me. I know because we want, that's the thing. Like we love Winter Garden, right? Yeah. We love, you love those little, those little places where you can just walk and you're going to hit the different shops and the restaurants. And I would love to see, I mean, I'm sure you would too. I'm yeah, sure yeah. that's in, in the brain. You're like, like, it needs to be like that. Cause we're, we're so close to as well. It, it would be a great touristy 
little um, suburb of Orlando. Right? I won't. I won't say it's the so t- I won't say the T word of tourist. That might turn some yeah. people off from oh. Popka, but, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, but, but I'm, we, I'm but kidding. We have them anyway. And I, you know, to piggyback on uh, on all of this, I don't know anything about the development. I I do wonder if an economic development plan is on the burner or is something that's being pushed for in a Popka. So we. When we say plan, actually, you know, this predates me by about a year on council, but the prior uh, mayor, prior to Mayor Nelson, Mayor Kilsimer, um, they had put together a document called the vision, the vision document. Mm-hmm. And basically what they did, they did kind of a roadshow of sorts and did little listening sessions around the entire city of Apopka of what residents really wanted our city to look like. Yeah. And so that's memorialized into this kind of growth plan. It's not an official Is document. part of the downtown? I remember seeing a sketch of downtown where it was there's like... A, there's a downtown overlay section of that. Now, the downtown area has morphed. You know, each year you get a different kind of design. Of what that's gonna, sure. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that's that's been the case for the past 15 years. I mean, I think even under Mayor Land, there was that desire. That's why he acquired that land. Um, I forget when he acquired it, but it was, I think, in the late 90s, maybe, early yeah. 2000s. So it's just been recycling the sort of different plans. That's standard yeah. building process. But at the end of the day, I think what, and this is, if you read the history books of Apopka, I mean, they've tried to revitalize the the downtown commercial core since the 70s. And it really hasn't, it hasn't materialized. Yeah. And I think, and that's a testament to, again, places like Three Eye Guys or Propagate, because it's giving purpose for people to come back down intentionally to downtown area yeah. to go to those places. And if yeah. we can multiply that, it's almost like, you know, dead co- coral reef, right? You, you drill a hole in it, you plant in something that's thriving again and it rebuilds that. The that, whole thing back. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great point because downtown Apopka in my brain is largely a place you're going to stop and get like a drive through and stuff before now places are spouting up that you're going to hang out for a while and mm-hmm. just really enjoy the, downtown area but you know i wonder and again i don't know anything about development but i think of like winter garden and there's not that much traffic in winter garden so it has to have something to do with their economic development plan i mean they're not there's not oh as far as like like, a you know a major chain coming in and counting cars and all that and i think they also we talked to someone down there that's involved in that and they don't like they have restrictions on big brands coming in there Mm -hmm. you know they want it to be a little more mom and pop but back to growing up in a popka, I remember thinking, and again, my expertise is that I like to eat. But <laughs> like across, don't we, don't we all? There was rumor a while back, and I'm talking 20, 30 years ago back, that across from Publix, after they built it, that the Darden restaurants were looking in that area, and that we were like, and I, to this day, I think if there was an outback there, there'd be a line out the door, like there'd be a two hour wait. Mm-hmm. So there's certainly demand for some of these things. I just don't know if all of the community is ready to embrace it or is there some of the community that is resistant to that kind of stuff? I don't think resistant in the sense of the right commercial establishments coming to the city of Popka. I, you know, during my six years on council, I don't think I've ever heard of complain about a commercial business coming into town outside of the evil three, right? I say evil three, not my words, they're, population they're, stores, sure, yeah. you know, the dollar stores, the yeah. auto parts stores and the fast food restaurants, yeah. right? But it's all I, I about- mean, I, I like the idea that we're trying to avoid just more and more and more of those. Though. Yeah. But again, it's a testament to- it's it's the right one versus I'm against all of them. Like like mm-hmm. case in point, this Culver's just opened up. I mean, mm-hmm. I think those types of brands they're good for here because what what they're consistent. They've got good quality. 
good customer service. And that yeah. shows that people like to go because fast food restaurants, it always comes with a caveat. Oh, only if it's a Chick-fil-A, right? Right. Like sure. they don't care. I hate fast food, but oh, by the way, if it's Chick-fil-A, that's the exception. A little fun fact is I, I read a whole big thing on them. They are like the smallest franchise and the most profitable at the same time, yeah. which is it's, insane. It's, it's, it's that, amazing. I mean, three marketing. o'clock in the afternoon, they're, they're wrapped yeah. around three yeah. or four times. It's I that mean, cow it's, that's yeah. saying eat more chicken. But, <laughs> but again, you know, but in the meantime, again, I think it's all, and especially probably the intent of this show is, is to highlight some of those smaller brands. It really is. Yes. Which is really the backbone of any good community. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. so I said, I said Outback just because as a kid, I remember a younger man, I remember thinking that, but we are all about the small business. We'd much rather see a small business come in than a big chain. Yeah. I mean, because right across from that area that you're talking about, right, is uh, Ed Conlon's place, the Backroom Steakhouse. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that's, we just went there for that, the first time, believe it or not. Right. I yeah. Know. So, Amazing. I mean, it's just as good a quality. Um, I would say, I would argue that the, the environment, the, you know, ambiance or whatever yeah. you want to call it yeah. is equates to any, any good steakhouse that you would go to. So yeah. you've got options there. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I could, I could list off a whole bunch of, but finding that's another I mean, one. I didn't even know it was there. So this goes yeah, kind of exactly. back to how do you yeah. target your audience? Because apparently it's been there for a very long time. I didn't know that. Yeah. And again, yeah. you and I saw where the chamber's doing something around like passport to Apopka. So hopefully maybe some, that's their, their grand plan there is to really come up with a, a map of all these places or a passport or incentive, incentive, incentive for people to go out and visit yeah. these kind of smaller, smaller family brands. Yeah. Like um, some of the, um, like what does Orlando do? They do something where you buy a ticket and it's like a foodie event. Oh, it's like um, you, 30 for 30 or oh, something. Oh, got Magical Dining Month. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 that yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, but something, and I know some something of our like businesses cool, here, right? some of our restaurants here participate in that. Yeah. Um, or it's like a sample you get from each one or something. Yeah, a certain yeah. amount or certain meal or something. Yeah. But I do like, I mean, I, I love to see a mixture of both. You know, you always need something fast, you know, You're mm-hmm. gonna, you, you got to get, you know, fast food every once in a while. So you need a good mixture, a healthy balance, right? Well, and that's that you hit the nail on the head on that one, right? It's not about any one thing being bad or better than the other. Yeah. It's a lot of times people get this exhaustion because there's one type of thing that comes and it's so repetitive. So let's It seems take, like it keeps being the right, thing that's popping up, Let's right? take dollar yeah. stores for, for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Let's if beat them up. I'm if, okay with that. If that's all you ever hear, <laughs> then you start to get this like fatigue about it. I'm like, oh gosh, not another one. Yeah. But if I you- I can see one from the other one. Yeah, it's that's not, what it feels like. Yeah, so if, if you get away from the high concentration of any one thing and you have a very balanced mixture, I think that's the idea, yeah. right? Is you're really yeah. trying to balance it all out. But what draws a business like that in? Is it- um, is it like the median income in an area? Yeah. What What is it that really drives them to a specific area? Yeah, and I think, you know, I I work in banking. I've mostly, I, we can probably talk shop around IT stuff because I've been more on the software development side. And so when you're developing product. When you guys th- talk shop, can I go take a nap? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, when, but when you develop something, let's call it a widget, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the restaurant world, it's a, a specific cuisine. If it's in retail, it's a certain consumer product. If it's in software, it's a certain, you know, application that mm-hmm. you're trying to sell. But let's just call it a widget for the sake of example. When you're developing that widget, you just don't start making it in the idea of trying to profit on it without knowing anything else. You're saying, what problem am I trying to solve? Yeah. 
is there already market saturation of people trying to solve that same problem in the area that I want to go into? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a market for people to buy it within the area that I'm going into? And is that sustainable over a long period of time? Is there a growth strategy? Is there, or is this population pretty much built out? So I could argue like city of Altamont Springs, again, where I go, where I was born and raised, they're built out. I mean, their population is not going to change all that much. It may even decline on certain years. Yeah, there's no room. There's no. Oh, yeah, yeah that's a good point. And so, from a house, plenty of room. right. So, when you look at households right now, city of Altamont Springs has about nineteen thousand households. City of Apopka has seventeen thousand. Well, that's not going to stay that way for very long. No. Right. I mean, we're going to surpass that mark. Lots of room for growth yeah, here. Yeah. Exactly. And so, when you think about opportunity, demand, things like that, we're just a hotbed of opportunity out here both existing right now, but also over the next three to five years, it's going to, it's going to be a very good environment for that. When you look at, but, but you also have to look at the disposable income of folks too. If you're trying to, if you're a good capitalist, you're trying to make as much Mm -hmm. money as you can doing what you're doing. Um, And then you look at a city of Apopka. We've got, I think our median household income as the last census was like 69,000. Which is good. I mean, mm-hmm. it's better than some areas. It's but it's actually lower than both Ocoee and Winter Garden at this point. Oh, which is took me by surprise as it, well. Me too, because it, there's yeah. I mean, I I know a lot of people. A lot of people where I work live in Apopka. So it's I guess that goes back to the whole how dispersed and spread out Apopka is. Where well, we are yeah. again. If you again talk about dispersed, you know, people per square mile. Ours is like half of what some of the other cities around oh, yeah. us are. It's, 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 okay. it's, it's crazy. But you can still drive around in a pop gun and be like in the country, which is yeah. unheard uh-huh. of. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's that's, nice, kind of. that's what people come out here yeah. because of, I mean, but you have a lot of, and again, we were talking about before the show is, um, like I said, I grew up in Altamont Springs, but you don't get that sense of community like you do in a pop. Gun. Yeah. A pop is multi-generational. Mm-hmm. The people that are still tied to some of the original families of Apopka. Yes. You just, it, Apopka exudes its history. You can yes. feel it. And we it were makes just it very talking different. about that with yeah. Apopka. And Apopka is really supportive of their own. I mean, like, like. Very much so. And so you've got, yeah. so you have this constant struggle there too, because I represent kind of the new, the new, newer Apopka. Because you're still in Apopka, uh, right, is what but, I mean. But, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I grew up right next door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I moved to Apopka with my wife back in 2006. Um, it was right around the height of the bubble, the housing bubble, mm-hmm. because the existing inventory for a newlywed couple um, was not realistic anywhere else. And Apopka was nice because, you know, we had we, we had gone, grown up coming through here in Apopka. My aunt lived here. Sure. Um, and so we thought it was affordable to come out here, build a new house. We still live in that same house. And that, but that's what you're still seeing. A pop is still fairly affordable for new up and coming professional families. And as their family grows, Hey, we've got great, you know, youth athletics activities, parks and recs, Mm -hmm. but they also want to tie that out with, you know, the shopping and the dining and stuff like that, because it's it's almost growing with you. Yeah. yeah, Because you want to, you want to be able to have those family moments and not have to travel, you know, 20, 30 minutes outside of town to do that. And you know, the more opportunity, and it's not to say that we can't in a pop kit. I I don't want to come across as doom and gloom because that's not, that's not the case, but the more opportunities you provide, it just, it's the better that it is. I, I, I joke, but it's more like, sympathy joke versus funny haha joke but yeah. i've always said that like the endangered species in a pocket is like the 20 something crowd <laughs> like yeah. yeah you go to high school here you may go off to college or start your job or what have you 
but you really don't see them coming back necessarily directly to a popular because we don't afford all of those opportunities that, you know, mm. something, you know, a little bit bigger might be able to offer. That's Aaron. There's a, those of us that never left. So, and, then, <laughs> and, and, and there's a lot, a yeah. lot, yeah, a lot. there is a lot of families that yeah. it's like you said, multi-generational. I yeah. just want to say yours for is the, one of them for the Apopka <laughs> art and, and foliage festival, if I can say this right. So I was selling my novels there. I was at author booth, which is not common. I don't think they said they'd ever had an author. Mm-mm. I had other artists who've been to some of the more fancy, supposedly more fancy, and they said, you're not going to sell anything. And a Popkins, like I said, will support a Popkins. And I'm a local author, and I I almost sold out of books. Wow. So I did sell out of one you title. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, you know, it's it, they were even more especially interested when they found out I'm from a Popka and I'm still <laughs> here. So that loyalty to their own community, our own community. That's something I don't think you, I mean, you would know better than we do, but I don't think you see that everywhere. I don't feel it everywhere. You don't. I mean, I think you get a little bit of maybe winter garden and a Koei because a lot of those families, a lot of them are tied to the citrus or agricultural businesses and they've just stayed homesteaded there for, for a few generations. And I think that what is what makes it unique. But like I said, in Altamont, you just, I never got that sense. My mom still lives in the same house I grew up in. I mean, it's just, you didn't, you didn't see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But you don't feel like, feel that when you go to that area. Yeah, You and can is feel it, it. Like you said, you feel it in some areas when you're there. It's and I, just. Yeah, and I would encourage your reader or your listeners to um, uh, visit the Apopka Museum, the Museum we, of the Apopkins. I mean, we haven't even done that. Yeah. We, we really want to go no. do that too. We Which have it is, on our it, list. It's a great resource. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I mean, there's a lot of good, good stuff that really highlights our history. Yeah. And so. we need to do it here because we do that every single other town we go to, mm-hmm. you know? It's like you don't do it in your own town. You go to yeah. another town. You go oh, to I want to learn all about the town, town but you never think. about it. the railroad yeah. that came right through Winter Garden. There's railroad that goes through Popka. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, and that's what I, I was telling you before. I did a uh, kind of a guest speaker role for a, a college class recently. And, you know, it's really interesting to know the history of a Popka. I mean, it really, I mean, Again, the lodge building where the our founding charter documents were signed is still there, and our original borders were one mile northeast and south, north, east, south, and west of that particular building. Oh wow! And so that's that's still there. Um, and then all these, you know, going back from you know the original settlers of Lake Apopka, you know, the Seminole Indians and some of these other mm-hmm. tribes, and then you see our evolution of industry. You know, whether it was uh, logging and um, uh, the lumber mills, mm-hmm. um, you know, you had, uh, citrus, you had cattle range, a turpentine, um, oh, wow. Weird. It's for varnish and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. I mean, it's just, huh. you know, it's like one led to the other, you know, as, as you're clearing land for logging purposes, you create pastures for cattle ranching. When you still have your pines, you can extract turpentine. When cattle ranching you can still plant you can plant citrus groves on there and then ultimately when citrus was so temperature sensitive then they realized hey the indoor foliage and it really started with the fern industry and then that evolved into you know the different varieties of indoor foliage but you know you see over time how apopka has evolved maybe one thing becomes another one industry was it a big fishing town as well the bass fishing like yeah Al Capone and Clark Gable like fished on like a popcorn. That explains yeah. the Al Capone house that we drive past all the time. The 
There's two Al Capone houses in Mount Plymouth. Well, yeah, he golfed up at them. There used to be a golf course up there and a yeah. big hotel up there as yeah. well. Yeah. So, and then yeah. that hotel, I believe, became like an academy or mm. something The Boys like Academy. That. I remember that. Mm-hmm. When we were kids and we were teenagers, we used, we used to, to go, go into it in the middle of the night. Yeah, we used to, you know, <coughs> go destroy stuff and spray paint stuff. Well, you did. I did. Things I you're not supposed about. to do. I don't know but, what you're talking you about. You know, whatever. But it's, but it's really interesting <laughs> because a lot of people, like we were talking about multi-generation, it's not just the people that were the landowners or ag business owners. You're a lot of people that work the farms, the muck mm-hmm. farms on the North Shore of Lake Apopka yeah. um, that really put the blood, sweat and tears into, you know, yeah. making sure that we thrived as a city and we're, we're able to be sustainable. Yeah, so. we gotta, we definitely have to go by there and do that because that, that would be. Sounds interesting. Interesting. I, I grew, mean, we kind of got a little mini lesson right here. Right I know. Now, so I, I do want to cool. I do want to go <laughs> see. I grew up in the era uh, when the foliage, uh, indoor foliage was still really thriving. My parents had a large nursery. They ended up pivoting to landscaping when the nursery business started dying. They were doing like all of Syntex homes at one point. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm well versed in the, I mean, I worked in that greenhouse from for four or five years as a kid. Mm-hmm. So, and it was everybody's parents. It seemed like had a nursery or uncle had a nursery. Yeah. It was, they were everywhere. And that was the big thing back then. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I, during my time on council, I served as a board member for like a popkin natural gas. And of course <clears throat> the ag businesses use those natural gas during cold months to mm-hmm. make sure that their plants, cr- stay, yeah. plants we had stay the alive. Heaters. We had those big heaters. Yeah. But it, but it's, it's really kind of cool to see their system. Like I, I was good friends with uh, Wayne Mercer with Mercer Botanicals, Amerigo Farms. If you ever get a chance to go up and tour their facility, I mean, you think agriculture, indoor, oh, oh a greenhouse and some plants and it's some soil. Edge now, isn't it? Oh my yeah. gosh, I mean, high tech stuff. I, they know when humidity is going to change to a certain point and they can automatically close or open or oh, the yeah, temperatures when cool. it's going to rain. I mean, it's amazing. It, things yeah. have come a long way from my dad getting up at three in the morning because it's going to freeze and running out to the greenhouse to, to manually fire <laughs> yeah. up the heaters and freaking out because one of them won't come on, all that Theo's old a, days. It's oh a gosh. set it and forget it kind of. Yeah, <laughs> wow. This is back in the fiberglass greenhouse days, yeah. if that tells you anything. Yeah. So, Are you aging yourself? Oh, you just said your age anyway. Yeah. So yeah. you don't really care. I do have a something I always wonder about is um, so you know every time you see like an old building that like there's nothing in it, it's vacant. Something that like um, Propagate and Three Odd Guys have done is gone into an older building, really fixed it up, and you know gave it that charm that it needs. Mm-hmm. Is there like incentives for businesses to you know? to to rent or lease or buy an existing building and kind of turn it in, you know? Yeah, so uh, depends on where you're at in the city. But okay. our, our downtown area, which is our CRA uh, district, Community, Re- Community Redevelopment Act district. Okay. Um, so there's monies that are collected and put into that fund to fund programs like that because we want to address blight um, in areas around our city to make sure that we can revitalize those, make them mm-hmm. look, you know, like they should. Um, so there are funds earmarked for those purposes. So if a business wanted to open up on a place that might have blight, we've got monies earmarked for them to do facade upgrades or, um, make sure that cosmetically it looks sound as well as making sure that it's safe for them to operate and for patrons to visit them. Okay. So for clarity, what's blight? So really just a rundown is that what that is? You know, dilapidated kind of state of a building. I got you. So I wondered about, we drive through Apopka sometimes and it's been changing over the years, but you can still see in between the newer stuff, 
you kind of still see some of the history in there, some of the older buildings in there. So if I'm hearing you right, some of that stuff is sort of funding those old buildings to get upgrades and to look more modern and more. Yeah. We're just maybe not even look more modern, but just stabilize them, harden them, making sure that they're structurally sound and they look like they're open and ready for business okay. kind of establishment. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, there's a lot of architectural significance in how buildings look too. Sure. You know, people mm-hmm. want to be prideful of that as well. Oh, of course. So, um, I lived in downtown Sanford once. I know all about the, yeah. you can't build whatever you want kind yeah. of, kind of thing. If there's, there's like a district that wants to yeah. stay with, uh, yeah. And we've like got, we've got design yeah. standards, both from a downtown overlay, like Kelly park crossing, which is where the new Publix mm-hmm. is at. There's well, it's called the Kelly park form based code. So what design standards are permissible and things like that. Oh, for so. the facade oh, okay. of all those buildings. Yeah. For new, for oh. new construction. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're all consistent looking throughout. That's the yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've always thought that's important because like when you are driving through, if somebody visits here, then they drive through a part of town and there's all these, you know, businesses that are closed and, you get that sense of, uh oh, what's going on? You know, where where's where's a good spot to go? You know, so because I yeah. think you think of that when you think mm-hmm. of abandoned buildings or just things that are kind of sitting without any businesses thriving in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, it's I mean, I love I love I love yeah. watching shows where they just bring back to life. Um, yes. Oh, so do things I. that are. I forget what's that show in Laurel, Mississippi, or something. My hometown, or something like mm. that. Or oh, now we're gonna have to watch it. I, I forget what the name of the show is. A big, big guy with a big beard and his blonde wife. Um, I, I and, can't think. I think and they just they like restore old buildings. They take old homes oh. that were you know built in the twenties, thirties, and just revitalize them for the new homeowners. And you're so, probably just wow. like, what the heck? Who has this kind of imagination, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Kyle, it's been very nice chatting with you. Anything else you want to chat with us about before we wrap up? No. I, I you know, I, I love doing what I'm doing. Um, I get back on in the seat in November. Um, but yeah, I I take a great amount of pride in, in serving the city of Apopka just because of the uniqueness that we've discussed over the last few minutes, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just it's a very it's a microcosm of all the things that you can do for a city. Mm-hmm. Um in it right here. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're a diverse city. We're a growing city. There's a lot of demands from an infrastructure government perspective. So each month is different. Um, each week is different, it seems like. Yeah. And it's just, it's really exciting. It's and, ever evolving. So yeah. that makes it not boring too, yeah. right? And we're <laughs> very, it's exciting to be in that in that seat because you're, you're being a part of it, but you're seeing it happen. Yeah. And we're a very family-based community too. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got my very wife much. and then I've got three daughters myself, one in high school, one in middle school, one in elementary school. And oh my God. Oh, wow. You never sleep. Yeah, 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 I, I want to create that city where we just have um you know a, a evolving life cycle of you interest have something for, for all of them to exactly. do for you know throughout the years too and to maybe come back to absolutely as well well kyle thank you so much i learned a lot today i did too yeah. super interesting too. and we are absolutely going to go down to the museum i really yeah we're we going to put that on the calendar because we've been saying it's been on the calendar but please do and so if you do on the list. call me up and i'll join you and oh cool oh, yeah. we'll do that for yeah, sure i'd awesome. love to We'll All right, guys. Well, and, and, and even invite somebody that's probably even more knowledgeable than I am. Although the staff at the museum is just a wealth of knowledge as well. So yeah, that'd be very cool. cool. And yeah. I mean, if, just from what I've seen in my own lifetime and the development, I know my my dad's from Apopka, my grandfather's from Apopka. So you know, we've been here for several generations too, and it would be neat to see. I remember seeing like the old high school my dad went to, and it was like, um, like a relatively small building. So it's mm-hmm. like, uh, or maybe it was my grandfather that went to it, but 
just in in our three generations, there's been some dramatic change and and growth throughout the um, city. So I want to go. I know find every out time we go down a paved road that used to be dirt, he tells me about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know the old man thing. This used to be dirt when I was. Yeah, it used yeah, to yeah. be woods. Right, right. The dadism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the show. Thanks again to Kyle once again yes. for joining us and teaching us some things here. And as always, guys, we just appreciate each and every time you tune in and help us support our community. Indeed, we do. We love doing it. It's what we'll be doing at this upcoming weekend at an event. But this will be air afterwards, so I always do that. Yeah. There's an event this weekend. So we had a great time at that event. We had a great time at that event. Yeah, we had a good time at the event that we went to this weekend. (laughs) But anyway, guys, if you want to help support the show, you can do that by going to... Patreon, and I'm not going to bore everyone by saying the link like I normally do. Just scroll down, and in the show notes or on the YouTube video, you'll see a link where you can help support the show by donating either one, three, or five dollars a month. That helps us with things like hosting the website, hosting the videos, the background music, and all the production that goes into the show. And for those of you that are, and for those of you that are already our patrons, we can't thank you enough. I'm still looking at the camera that we don't (laughs) use anymore. So it's going to take a while to get used to. That's right, guys. And remember, at the end of each and every day, it's all fine and dangy. What? You are looking at the camera. I think I was too. (laughs)